0: While our interview with Mickel of McKellar got delayed, we wanted to talk about the closing of their final location in the U.S. and what that means for non-American beer here in the U.S., Wendy starts off the show, however, with a National Beer Day quiz, with Ken and Dan answering the questions, and Ken finishes the show talking about Bivana, its take on the supply chain, and what beer distributors could do to help properly distribute beer all over the country, without some stores like Benny's in Chicago sitting on cases of BCBS variants, while stores in Michigan get a few bottles of each. All that and more on this week's news episode of the Better on Draft podcast we are live that's right it's the new segment april 7th 2023 my name is ken thank you so much for joining us i truly appreciate it uh dan uh, did sit down for a minute but got right back up but that's all right we got wendy here to chat with me wendy what are you drinking over there
1: Uh, i am drinking a focal banger right now i just finished the crusher from the alchemist Uh, it was delicious very happy um The Focal Banger, I'm excited to try again. It's been a few months since I've had it.
0: And Dan, uh, obviously you crushed that luscious. What are you drinking now?
2: I did. So I'm going to go out on a limb here and drink whatever this is called. The same thing you're drinking. And then, of course, got the vodka soda sitting over here.
0: All right. Well, like in true old better on draft fashion, uh, I have cracked open a third beer to join my Dark Lager from uh, the Alchemist, Skadooge from the Alchemist, and now uh, the English Best Bitter from Big Lake Brewing, um, a great bitter here out in the state of Michigan. As always with the news segment, that's what we talk about. We talk about the news and what's going on in the craft beer world, and Wendy has prepared us with a quiz about National Beer Day today, and I have done everything in my power not to click this link that's been in front of me all day. Uh, So, Wendy, take it away.
1: Uh, So, actually, Fox News prepared this quiz for you. I just happened to find it online, um, and I thought it'd be interesting. We haven't done any trivia in a while, so um, I'll just go back and forth. So, Ken, which U.S. president was the first to brew beer in the White House? And I can give you options if you choose.
0: Uh, Wasn't it Herbert Hoover, the vacuum
1: cleaner guy? To brew beer in the White
0: House. Oh, to brew beer. Uh, well, I don't, they always say like, it's Obama and George Washington. So George Washington,
1: <laughs> it was actually Barack Obama was the first one to brew beer in the white house.
0: Okay. So there's, there's obviously the home brewing guy, which I think is Herbert Hoover. Um, yes. And obviously Obama, Obama made uh, a honey white or a honey wheat, I think was one of the beers that he made there. Yes. Um, and they
1: used honey with the bees from the gardens that, that is uh, one no, sorry. Thing,
0: sorry sorry to interrupt but that is one thing it, it triggered a, a memory that i was so sad to not hear uh, to not have which was that i remembered sellerman's wanted to open up a bee farm um on the roof of sellerman's brewery distillery not distillery brewery Meadery cidery and then use that honey from that those bees to make their meat and i was like oh that sounds like such a cool concept to have because they they weren't that big of a production facility but we never got to it so i'm sad again go on wendy
1: uh eastern market has bees on their roof and i don't know if they use the honey or if it's a different company that owns it but when we were there brewing um the divas and fermented beer i remember we were dodging bees because of that anyways (laughs) question number two uh, which university is thought to have invented the game of beer pong? Dan, do you want the do you want the options?
2: Oh yeah, you better give me some options. Uh,
1: Harvard University, University of Michigan, Dartmouth College, or Yale University.
2: Oh, here I was going to say Howard University. Um, what were they? One more time.
1: Harvard, Sorry. U of M, Dartmouth, or Yale. Let's
2: go with Harvard.
1: It was actually Dartmouth. Wow. I got that one wrong, too. I was like, I have no idea. (laughs) Um, Ken, the Guinness World Record holder for the largest collection of beer labels has how many different labels? And I'm going to give you numbers for this one. 12,445, 55,902, 104,712, or 548,567. I can't hear you.
0: I'm going to go with the world of option C, 104,000.
1: It is actually 548,567 beer labels.
0: And those are all the different variations of crooketry you could get over. Oh my,
2: (laughs) what a throwback.
1: (laughs) Or the odd side fruit sickles.
0: Or the, the variations of KBS. I think they just made a, they're making a blueberry KBS now.
1: Oh, I saw that.
0: Uh you can go check right. out we uh we posted all the Michigan labels on our website better on draft.com or if you follow Reddit, reddit.com forward slash or r forward slash Michigan beer. Don't
2: don't send people there. Jesus.
0: The, our Michigan beer isn't as bad as it used to be. I mean it's not like <laughs> DACB in 2015. Um <laughs> like those were the worst days. Our, our Michigan beer is actually a pretty good, well-regulated, well-admined reddit page i'll leave it at that all right
1: question number four dan in the early days beer was almost exclusively brewed by women true or false
0: i feel like that's true
1: it is true
0: just gave them a free point jesus way
1: (laughs) (laughs) i'm not it's a totally a random thing. I'm just reading it right off the website.
0: Mm-hmm, I'm sure. Which
1: of these US states contains the most breweries? Texas, Georgia, Washington, or California?
0: California.
1: 100 percent
2: right, Uh the world's
1: oldest brewery opened in Germany in what year?
2: Wait, what? The world's oldest
1: brewery opened in Germany 10- in what year?
2: 1040,
1: 1415, 1668, or 1810.
2: I was about to say 1,042, but we'll go with 1,040.
1: That's probably right. 1,040. (laughs) It is correct. Did I say 10,000?
2: Yeah, I was like, because I was about to say 1,000, like 1042, but then you said 1,040. I meant to say 1040.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Whatever. I don't even know what, what, I don't even know what the ABV was of that crusher. In
2: 1040? It's
1: only 8%. There's no excuse.
2: Oh, uh, I thought you were talking about the beer they brewed in 1040.
1: No. <laughs> no, like the, one the PBI just drank. they
2: drank during the Civil um, War. It's like, what was Which this?
1: country drinks the most beer per capita according to several sources? Germany, oh. Ireland, the Czech Republic, or China?
0: I'm going to go with Czech Republic.
1: That is true.
0: I would have that said the That is crazy Vatican. that you knew that. I'm i I've, I've definitely, I've, it, it, well, it's per capita, so it's, yeah, so it's right. the smallest country. I mean it's either it's gonna be an anomaly in that that series of countries wherever it lands because it's either gonna be super low because nobody drinks there. But I guess could you're, you're saying it's what was the, the question? Was it alcohol or beer?
1: Beer. Okay. Specifically beer per capita.
0: I mean if and you they gave you...
1: us Germany, Ireland, the Czech Republic, and China.
0: Yeah, the the Czech Republic price point is always mentioned in all of these types of um posts like on beer day and beer world day and ipa day and all that um so that's how i knew the czech republic was the the biggest one because whenever you do the what countries drink the most beer czech republic is always on there and then what countries have the cheapest beer czech republic's always on
1: well that's probably why they drink the most beer then makes sense to me uh in some countries mcdonald's sells beer true or false
2: oh that's true Mm-hmm.
1: Yes it is. Uh Ken, which what, country is the <laughs> It it doesn't say that, but I'm sure France. I don't know what other countries. I just remember seeing um on Emily in Paris they went to McDonald's and had drinks.
2: Nice. Um, uh that's where I go. That's where I that's, go, I'm going to get lit. The Czech
0: Republic, Dan. <laughs> <No>. <laughs>
1: sure the czech republic has beer at mcdonald's it's value beer too um okay ken which country is believed to be the world's biggest beer producer germany china italy or ireland
0: i'm gonna have to go with china because of snow
1: that is correct which of these is the official beer of the national football league oh boy dan miller light cores light bud light corona
2: Oh boy, please tell me we've talked about it on the show. Please tell me it's Miller (laughs) Lite,
1: it's not, it's Bud Light.
2: Oh, get the fuck! (sighs) Yeah, the
1: don't you remember the whole?
2: I I don't, I was probably Um, wrong.
1: The first light beer invented was Michelob Ultra, true or false? I'm gonna go with false on that. That is true.
2: Wait, we had Beer
1: way before we had McUltra. Is, yeah, oh.
2: McUltra came out in like
0: 2015. <laughs> I thought you were saying it's true, like it is McUltra. I'm like, oh. No, think it's so. true. You're
1: correct. I am correct. It
0: is false. Got it.
1: Um, Dan, what is the most popular type of beer in the world? Lager, wheat, porter, or pale ale?
2: Oh, I got to say lager.
1: Oh, yeah, for sure. <laughs> uh, Ken, when is National Beer Lover's Day celebrated each year? April 4th, June 1st, August 12th, or September 7th?
0: Oh, geez. Um, June 1st.
1: Oddly enough, it is not. I think it's funny because I got it correct when I did the poll earlier, but I just got it wrong when I clicked on June 1st just now. It's uh, September 7th.
0: We'll have to remember that. We'll celebrate. You know, and instead of the 52 weeks or 52 Friday nights a year we drink, uh, we'll add another one.
1: Dan, National Beer Day is celebrated on April 7th, the day the Cullen Harrison Act was signed into law, reversing the prohibition on selling beer in the United States. True or false? That's true. It's 100% true.
0: I'm not liking some of these.
1: <laughs> um. And the last question, Ken, is what brand of beer is known to be the strongest with the 67.5% ABV alcohol by volume?
0: That's that fucking squirrel beer. I don't know. Yeah, it, it
2: exactly. <laughs> it is.
1: I'll give you the names, but I know you'll know what it is because we've talked about it. Revolver Brewing, Snake Venom, Budweiser or Guinness.
2: Budweiser.
1: <laughs> <That's>...
2: <laughs>
0: uh, the snake Venom.
1: It's Correct.
2: Is it Guinness Natty Light um, (laughs) Skadoosh or Snake Venom,
0: Ken? Which one? (laughs) I I still am going to go with Snake Venom.
1: (laughs) It is Snake Venom. So that was it. We got 14 out of 15 correct, gentlemen. So
2: that's pretty good.
0: All right. All right. That was a fun. That was better than those dumb beer cards that I got. Remember the the, oh. kick, the Kickstarter I got?
2: <laughs> yeah, and, those are bad. And I'm just those like,
0: I'm looking at some of the questions, and I'm like, this is a dumb question. This is a dumb. The did you the, charge
2: those back? Like, I I like did the, not.
0: It was I. I there would have been too much of a pain to go through because I'm I'm assuming it went through Kickstarter. <laughs> um, and I like kickstarting other things, and I don't want to like piss off Kickstarter. Um. <laughs> I mean, it was great for flashcards for training for like a CBS or something like that, but uh, for like beer trivia, like fun trivia, like the beer IQ one we got was pretty neat. Um, the little box that I had it had like beer IQ and movie IQ, and there's a few other ones too. I think there's a wine IQ one. Uh but yeah, the, the beer trivia. Oh, I don't. I don't remember what company. I'm not going to even bother putting them on blast and looking it up. It was just just be mindful when you're searching for that stuff. It's not not worth it for sure.
1: I have a new weird trivia game that I got. I'll check it out. And if it's good, I'll bring it on again.
0: Well, Dan, what's your news article for today?
2: So, um, about two weeks ago, we were supposed to have a certain guest on here and regretfully we didn't have them, but that is all she wrote. McKellar is closing their last USA location. Um, They just announced here yesterday that they are closing their Little Italy, San Diego location uh, tomorrow on April 8th. Um, This is the last location the Danish brewery has in the U.S. They have closed, I believe they had about six or seven others between New York and the West Coast. Um, We've talked about this several times now. Uh, Over the last year, maybe two years, if they could close close these all down. Um, What is this? Is this... I'm just curious, both of your opinions, is this um, an issue with the issues they have had with what's gone in their brewery? Did they overexpand? What do you think caused McKellar to leave the US? Ken, let's start with you.
0: Uh, Sure. I think Americans don't give a shit about them. Um, Not as a slight against them as McKellar as a whole. Um, because if you look at what is going on with open gate, open gate is closing over in Baltimore. That's Guinness's Guinness brewery. They are opening up a brewery in Chicago. Um, so I don't know if that was intended where they were going to close that one originally. Um, but I believe that if you were to do this 10 years ago, like McKellar, like perfectly fine. Everyone would love it. It's a great poorhouse. You're getting McKellar beer, probably beer that they work with in other areas. But, um, Let's be honest, U.S. uh, people are homers. Um, We love our state beers, we love our country beers, and then we love our imported, craft, fancy beers. We look at all of the breweries that we've, not necessarily interviewed, but all the breweries that we talk about, all the breweries that we drink. Um, We don't drink that many imports here on this show anymore uh, in comparison to... Let's look at 10 15 years ago when I first started drinking and I was going to merchants and um you know chatting it up with Annette May over there and buying beer from all over the world. Um that's because also there wasn't that many US choices, but now there's what? 8,000 breweries. Eight, in the, yeah. Uh the US, <laughs> so many small breweries, large production breweries, it's easy to get these beers. Um now with Tavor and Beervana or Bivana like the ability to get american beer and when i say american i mean american not like american domestic um the ability to get american beer is just so simple and so easy um it's you can go to fucking 711 now and they'll have at least three rows of you know craft beer and it'll be you know fat tire goose might- island and Oh, I the the 711 that's um nearest to us over in uh, Ypsilanti, like the, they'll have three they'll have three rows and it'll be you know your your standard macro micros, your Goose Island Fat Tire, um Founders Griffin Claw usually is always in there. Um but yeah, like that's that's the kind of thing that it's easy to get. It's widely available. It's why the the tap houses like Hopcat and stuff like they've had to size down because they can't keep up the demand because nobody cares about it anymore. Um, right. Nobody cares about a hundred taps unless you have a shtick, and even if you have a shtick, like uh, Detroit Beer Exchange, um, you know you're gonna get filled, but you're not gonna turn beer as fast as you think you are, as fast as you used to be. That's why Hopcat Detroit is not um, as popping as it used to be.
1: I have a, I have a quick question about yeah. that. I don't. I mean, to interrupt you, but it kind of pertains to what you just said.
0: Interrupt me So I noticed that, I talk too much.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I've noticed that when I go into a restaurant or a pub that has a large number of taps, I find that I'm disappointed now because I have tried so many other beers and especially traveling to other states. I've tried so many that even if they have 50 taps... There's usually only one or two that
2: I haven't had yet. No, do you go out just looking for beer you haven't had?
1: Sometimes. I guess that's
2: yeah. a good question because if I'm going out somewhere to eat or something like that it's I'm going to have beer I know I enjoy versus oh I haven't had this before. I don't know if mm, I'm I like in to the... try
1: new stuff though. Well,
2: oh, about I... you, Ken. I'm curious about that now.
0: I love going to new places or trying new beers at places i've been before but if i'm going to b dubs i'm probably drinking a Coors light or i'm drinking a, a guinness or i'm drinking a fat tire like i'm when it especially when it comes to food um i'm one of those weird i can't drink and eat at the same time it's such a weird i don't know i don't know if i just it's not that i like as a foodie, no, I'm not a foodie, but I don't want to ruin my palate or some shit. Um, I just don't something about alcohol and food just doesn't mix with me. Like if I'm uh, say, say I'm at a wedding open bar and everything like that. The second that I start eating, I'm not drinking anything, but like water or a soda until the same way until I'm done eating. And then I'll go back to drinking. Like I'm not now that's not to say like wings, fries, pizza, Sure. I'll, you know, I can drink beer, but if you're giving me like uh, a steak or a chicken or a pasta or I just don't eat. And, and I know we've talked on the show, like I'm missing a huge, like pairing um, opportunity with a lot of beers or cocktails or wines with food. Uh, but for me, if, if I'm not eating like I was about to say the gathering place food, which is, you know, a, a Troy, Michigan only reference. So not many people understand that <laughs> uh,
2: hyper local shit,
0: a, a B-dubs, though, if I'm not eating at a B-dubs like I don't I'm, I'm not going to drink while I eat. So when I go out to a restaurant or something like that, like I'll try new things and I'll look for new things. But if I don't find it, either I'm drinking soda while I'm eating dr- um, or I'm not drinking at all. Uh, so that, that leaves me less opportunities to try new beers and new places. But if I'm going to a brewery that serves food, um, I mean, I'll probably eat before I have my first beer, unless it's a style that I know I'll like.
2: So you don't have a beer before the food gets there? Not really. No. So yeah, I'll d- I'm pretty similar to you. So I'll have a beer before the food gets there. I have water while the, while eating and then another beer after.
0: Like, if, I, if I'm if i at a brewery, like, say, uh, Rochester Mills Brew Pub, um, like, I'll do Milkshake Stout or Rochester Red because I know I'll like it. But, like, the second, mm-hmm. as you said, the second the food drops, I'm drinking water while I'm eating. Um, yeah. And then after the food's done, I'm back to to drinking beer. It's, it's just a weird, I don't know if it's a texture thing or a taste thing or something like that, but it's just something that I don't um, naturally do is drink beer and eat at the same time. Wendy, are we weird? Are you weirded out by us?
1: <laughs> no, I'm wondering if I'm weird because I may add one out here, but um, I take every opportunity I get to drink beer, though. So, And I do like to try new things. So if there's something on the menu that I haven't had, I'm probably going to have that before I have something I've already had, even if it's something I really like. Um, I think I was... Unless like- it's something I really like. Like when I was in New Orleans... If Ghost on the Machine was on the, was on the menu, that's what I was having.
2: Little Parish, shout out to them. Right, they were Dang
1: on an beer. episode
0: like a hundred episodes ago.
2: Um, I was going to say what's the number, but I don't
0: remember. <laughs> I I feel when when I'm out and about, and if if I'm at a a bar, maybe even a craft beer bar, like again, I'm going to look for the styles that I like, which are usually limited choices, anyways. Um. Mm. Because if you look at those beer menus that separate by style and they have like Browns, Amber's, uh English Milds, ESBs, Alts, and like six other styles in one column, and it's two beers. Um, and one of them's <laughs> the original fat tire, like that's...
1: and the other's Alaskan. <laughs> I still have to try the new fat tire. I it. A... my 7-Eleven. That's one of the three beers that they sell. You can yeah, get so... three tall boys and Founders IPA, New Belgium, and a Two-Hearted. <laughs> That's so
2: accurate. That you not can even get in poor. the
1: cans, like the two for $3 or $3 a piece or whatever. And yeah, then... Like the two
2: for five or the two for five? They'll have 99. like a yeah.
1: six-pack of whatever the Bell's seasonal is, Two-Hearted, and Sam Adams. Those are the three craft beers that I get at my 7-Eleven, so... That's but at least accurate. they're selling alcohol now because for a little while they weren't.
2: Wait, they serve like like vodka, like I can get
1: no, they not. No, they at least they're selling beer and wine now because they weren't able to sell it for a little while.
2: Oh, is
0: that, that the one on Middle it's, Belt?
1: No, it's the one over, at, it's one over by me in Card City.
2: There there was a seven eleven I've I driven by a out. handful of times. By the old wheat and rye or whatever it was called They on middle they, Belt, they, got,
0: they got their license pulled for thirty days for selling to a miner, I think. Uh, I,
1: I think that's what happened at ours, but well, and they had a change of ownership, so I don't know if it was because of the change of ownership that the license didn't transfer. I don't
0: know. It probably changed ownership because they realized that they were gonna go under if they didn't sell. Um <laughs> yeah no i so going all the way back to the story that mckeller's little italy is closing uh -hmm. i just i don't like these types of bars i think are dying and dead here in michigan um you know you you have that uh the the little fob bar that you have over there dan um that does the The what the, the, the fob bar that does the beer by the ounce
2: Oh, yeah, the Pour Your Own? Yeah. Uh, Yeah.
0: So, like, it might be a card, it might not be a fob, but... um, It's a fob. Like, you have that there, we have that here in Royal Oak, like, I don't think, I don't even know if it's open, let alone if it's doing well or anything like that, like, I haven't heard anything since uh, the, the initial fanfare, like, Um, but that, that's also a shtick, whereas like Hopcat Royal Oak reopened and I'm like, eh, it it opened, I guess I'm just going to go hang out somewhere else, or I'm just going to go to the, uh, the places that make the beer itself.
2: Um, Yeah. So just to say about that, you know, that Hopcat opened when I was still in Michigan, I lived in Ferndale and I never stepped foot in that place a single time. Like, I don't know about either of you. Are you looking for the hundred tap place to get a beer? I know I'm usually not. There's one place I go to here that happens to have 86, but usually it's to the brewery itself that I'm going to.
0: It's great when you're out of town. Um, remember when we went to Cerveza over in Las Vegas? Yeah.
2: like that it's... was like a 15 tap if you think about it. Well, they that they wasn't... also
0: had the walk-in cooler with all the cans and bottles.
2: That's true. They did.
0: Um, so while they only had you know 15, 20 taps, they still had. A good hundred, hundred fifty bottles, different bottles that you could purchase off the shelf to drink there. Um, That's the same for the the Indian food place we went to over in Austin, Texas. Dan, Uh, oh yeah, whip on, whip it, yeah,
2: oh the whip in or whatever.
0: Yeah, there there was this place. Oh my god. Um for those of you uh Dan, can you look it up while I'm talking real quick
2: for the name of it? The whip in. Yeah, it's the whip in.
0: Okay, so this place over in Austin, Texas, it is so like you you don't realize what it is. You walk in, amazing Indian food. Um, but the tap list was almost a hundred. The bottle list was huge, including to go and drink there. Um, giant patio, giant indoor seating. Um, but again, I, if I lived there, I probably wouldn't go there. Um, I, I would go to eat maybe, but I wouldn't go there to drink because it's, it's not that kind of a thing. That's the same with, um, the hoppy monk we went to over in, uh, San Antonio. Like
2: Northwest. Yeah. Northwest San Antonio.
0: Like we go to these places, but I'm, I'm literally thinking all the times I've been to these places is when I'm out of town, when I'm local, I don't go. So if you can, Candle, a good amount of of out-of-town, which San Diego should. Um, A good amount of of out-of-town people, sure, great. But um, if you can't, like the locals aren't going to support it. Like You need that good combination of both local support and out-of-town support to stay in business.
2: Well, the fun thing about Little Italy is it is mostly locals. So, I mean, they're very close to um, Ballast Point is one of the closest breweries to them. And that place is packed all the time. And, you know, everyone loves or hates Ballast Point. Their beer is either they're really good or they're really bad. Um, there's nothing really in between, especially since Kings and Convicts. But that kind of tells you, too. Um, everyone's going there. And, like, McKellar, like, I feel like you ask nine out of ten beer drinkers, they're not going to know who McKellar even is. They probably haven't had their beers either when it comes down to it.
0: I I, I think McKellar. That ones I don't. Well, are you asking McKellar or craft beer drinkers that are thirty and under?
2: Yeah. Uh, so yeah. So if you walk into Ballast Point on a Friday night in San Diego, it's going to be a younger crowd for the most part. They probably don't even know who McKellar is when it comes down to it.
0: Yeah, I think that's that's where you're you're getting a generational ch- like crossover of the people who like us, you know saw the explosion while we were drinking imports and we were looking at Omnipoyo and Evil Twin and um then all the standards like Lion and um Okichem over out of Poland like I we knew these breweries because there wasn't that many craft beer choices at that time and I'm talking like when Liberty Street was destroying and not like Tri-City was all over and your like Griffin Claw didn't exist and Eastern Market didn't exist and Holmes didn't exist and New England IPAs didn't exist in the state um like that's a whole different area of time where you know the the fancy out of town beer was like Brooklyn Brewery um or Stone or Rogue like those are the breweries that you were drinking that were out of state um but now you can get like Tiny ass breweries, because it's going to be in the article that I'm talking about, um, nearly at every single store you go to. That super, super fine over in Canton, which is a huge beer store. That place has got so many different types of breweries in there, um, from Brewery Face On, which is a tiny brewery in Detroit, all the way to the Big Dogs. Like, that's a standard now. Like, That's just what people are getting when they walk into these places. Like when I go to Nick's, people are buying more, you know, smaller Michigan breweries and CBS is sitting on the shelves. KBS is sitting on the shelves. Um, Nobody cares about them anymore Uh, because they want to shop local and they see founders as the devil. Um, They see founders too big. They see founders as foreign. And they might not see it as we do as jokingly like, oh, that's not craft beer, oh, that's not independent beer. Um, but they see that and they're like, Oh, why would I spend seventeen dollars on this bottle of CBS when I can get this six pack of um you know, best bitter for ten bucks, twelve bucks. So I I just think that we don't care about foreign breweries anymore.
2: It's entirely possible. And shout out to Whip In because they, again, we were talking about that. They talk about their website, which is really outdated, but you can get groceries and smokes while you're up there.
1: It was. I don't know, necessarily agree <laughs> that we don't care about foreign breweries anymore. I think that we just are more. Even me, like I'm a drink beer from here kind of girl, so I want to drink what's. What's from there? When I go that's to visit fair. another state, I want to drink what's local to them.
0: That's it drove me
1: crazy in Galena, Illinois, because there were no Illinois beers. They didn't even have Revolution or Goose Island. I could only get Iowa beers.
2: That's kind of weird.
1: So I, well, I was nine miles from the border, but it it's really like that's the way i the way I do things that when I go places even around home, And I personally don't get a whole lot of free time where I can go out and visit all the breweries like I used to be able to. So when I'm going out, I'm not going to a restaurant that has a large tap list. I'm going directly to the brewery because I want to go to the source that I don't get to go to as much as I used to. So I, I do still like the foreign beers and I will still get them every now and then when I'm at the store. But... Yeah, I guess I guess I am supporting what you just said. It's not that well, I don't want. I don't like them.
0: Uh, yeah, you w- because you're buying local does not mean you hate foreign or hate import. It's just not at you're all. choosing yeah. local over that to where it's not becoming an option because even if you did it before, you can only drink so much before you had to go into the foreigns to try different beers. Now, Every single week there is a hundred different new brand new uh labels in Michigan. Like we we post the labels post every um, month over on our website, betterondraft.com, which you could find all the brand new Michigan beer labels. Um sorry to the people who aren't in Michigan that listen to the show. Um, but that's where we are, so that's what we post. You can go find all the new labels over on the TTB website yourself. Um But yeah, well, yeah. I, I I just go don't I, I I was just gonna tie it up and say that i don't think we're we're saying americans better than foreign or americans better than import or michigan's better than ohio which is true um i'm just saying that we as michigan as americans we buy local a lot more and now that there are a lot more local choices we don't buy out of town anymore
2: I feel like Wendy would argue with you over local or craft beer in Ohio versus Michigan, but maybe not. No, I just Uh, said Michigan as a whole. Michigan is better than Ohio.
1: Ohio does have some really good craft beer. I'm not going to I won't ever deny that. There is some really damn good (laughs) beer there. Um, I like the fact that I can go there and get some of the beer from other states that I can't get in Michigan. (laughs) Uh, But I'm if it comes to Michigan, Ohio, we're going to Go, Michigan, all the way.
2: You get a fight. Let's yeah. be honest. <laughs> I'm from Michigan. Fuck Ohio. <laughs> all right, go for it, Ken. What's sorry,
0: your article? Sorry. So, my article, I was I was reading up on our Twitch because we're live every Friday, twitch.tv forward slash better on draft. Um, I was uh, reading up on some of the commentary that's going on over there. Of course, you can join us live every Friday, 7 to 15 p.m. I always Eastern. forget
2: to go over there.
0: Uh, but people uh somebody was chatting over there looking for, um mentioning things, so that's what I was reading. With that in mind, my article as I finally get back to that page itself, uh, which I kind of wanted to bring up, which is uh Bivana, which they have sent us some beer, which we have reviewed on our website, better on draft.com. Uh talks about taking on uh um supply chain expenses, allowing partners to focus on innovation. Uh so bivana is not like Tavor. Uh, where Tavor basically says, you know, hey, uh, we will be the centralized location for you to resell your product. So they put in, you know, whatever the web, uh, which we do have a Tavor code, better on draft.
1: Better uh, on draft.
0: Yes, go use <laughs> our Tavor code. Um you can uh with Bivana, Bivana works with uh North Carolina breweries specifically because they have like a um contract brewer house over there to be able to brew multiple beers. Uh, but they also do reselling, um, so that allows people to, uh, have almost an e-commerce platform, um, and another opportunity and another avenue revenue stream for their business. Uh, so my question to you guys, uh, with regards to Bivana Tavor, um, as more and more stores we talked about earlier, have craft beer available to them, do we see, um, The need for nationwide uh, resellers and e-commerce businesses like Tavor and Bivana um, that help both, uh, you know, middle and smaller size breweries that might not be able to truly, you know, sell individually to individuals. That's a good question. Can
1: I use the Bivana service here in Michigan?
0: Uh, You can use Bivana here in Michigan. Um, there is, I know Tavor just came back. Uh, there was a time where you couldn't, but Bivana, I believe, is in 42 states. Um, it's B E V A N A if you're trying to figure out how I'm, uh, <laughs> what I'm saying, Bivana. Um, so 42 states in Washington, DC, in full compliance. Um, I actually uh ran into the guy Aaron Gore, who uh, is the director of business over there at GABF. Um, He sent us some stuff to try, which we did review. Um, But again, it's the ability to get a revenue stream to consumers. And as we're kind of talking about the previous uh, news articles that we talked about here on the show, um, you know, another way for you to buy stuff because people still want to buy stuff online. Like if you have the opportunity to buy not even necessarily limited, like if I could get this meat old Tom over here. Uh, Which is from Main (laughs) Beer Company. Uh, Should we talk about that story? I mean, Mean Old Tom's a great beer. Uh, I got more of it, and I don't have to worry about. uh, You know where you can get it. Marino's over in Toledo. Uh, But yeah, that's why that's where they came from. Um, (laughs) (laughs) But are we like? Would you purchase more beer online if you could get specific beers that you can't naturally get here? And I'm not talking like. Hunafu from Cigar City or uh, even No Rules from Perrin. Like, I'm talking just like regular ass beer that you like. Just random. Can can I get my goddamn Funky Buddha, I'm so excited, I'm so scared here in Michigan just by ordering it online? Like, that's what I want.
1: Exactly. Um, That's um, what I would do. Yes.
2: So I'm going to take the other route. So there aren't a lot of beers that I'm going to be like, oh, my God, I have to have that because I can't get it here. Milkshake Um, stout. Milkshake stout. So I'm looking at their website right now. If there was a four pack of milkshake stout, I might order one uh, just to get it. But some of these I'm looking at, I'm like, yeah, I'm sure they're good beers. But, you know, I don't need a beer from, you know, New Hampshire just to drink because I want to drink it it's you know there's a lot of good local beer where you're at i know there's a market for this but at the end of the day it's it comes down to is this something like is there some really big like whale i want to try other than that no i'm probably going to leave it be
0: well i mean wendy you used to purchase from tavor um i've only made one Tavor purchase in my life um what what about you like I feel like there just needs to be a lot more of a national distributor of craft beer to be able to
1: buy beer. Yeah, so I'm trying to look through the website right now. It's for Bivana just to see like what type of stuff. Because if there was a way that I could get just beers that I like that I've tried in other states, I would do that in a heartbeat. We went to, when I was in Iowa... I tried uh, sour at um, pulpit rock pulpit. Yeah. Pulpit rock. They, it was so good. It's called church salad and it literally tastes like ambrosia. It's so stinking good. If I could just buy that and have it shipped to my house every now and then I wouldn't need it all the time, but just, you know, once every few months be like, Hey, I need that four pack. Let's do that. I would totally do that. And usually it's because when you go to other states, you buy the you buy your whale beers or you buy the big ones. And then you're like, oh man, I wish I could have gotten more of that because it was really good. So if I had access to that, yeah, I would probably spend more money online. And I don't like actually going to the store. So I buy everything online if I can. <laughs>
0: Here's here's what I think is missing within the alcohol industry as a whole itself is a, uh, as I kind of mentioned, a central location to be able to buy um, everything. All these breweries have to sign like a non-compete with. The single distributor and, of course, wherever that distributor goes is reliant on where they can get the sales in. And then, of course, you're reliant on your own sales team to get your own beer in because once you sell it, you pass it off to the distributor to get it in there. So I think there's a lot of like secondary and third um, people in the middle that kind of ruin the experience for the American beer drinker the American alcohol drinker for that matter. Like if there was a central location where people could ship beer into it, even if it's limited, like I have to fight other people to get it. Give me the opportunity to be able to buy it because, well, here's the thing, Dan, you, you, you know, that, that little snicker, but you talk, let's, let's talk about all the, the shelf turds over at a Benny's in Chicago right now of BCBS and how fast Benny's could then resell it online to someone else in Michigan or someone else yeah. in the world. Like if that's sitting on your shelf and you're trying to like, you're, you're selling it under MSRP because you're trying to just save, get rid of the shelf space. Cause not enough people are buying it. Whereas someone in California or Michigan or Ohio will buy it in a heartbeat. Like I, I showed that one bitties, um page and I have a friend that lives nearby. And I almost was like, I will, you know, I, I, if I would have known these people, I would prepay it. But I don't know these people in the Michigan craft beer scene that are like, you know, fans. So I'm not going to put my money up for a bunch of silent stuff that I'm not going to (laughs) drink if nobody buys it. But if you sold it to a third party distributor that could get it to you, like that would make life so much easier. And I think it would one, eliminate a lot of beer just sitting on the shelf. Um, And two, it would provide a better, economic stance to where now the beer is getting to the people that want it as opposed to, um, just sitting, especially for IPAs too. Like if IPAs are nearing it, it's, it's end life. Like, you know, we just had, uh, the alchemist on. And while the alchemist is great, there might be a spot where they do a, a drop over in, you know, say Denver, Colorado, and it just doesn't take off. Like when modern times came into Michigan, um, You know, Modern Times kind of took off a little bit for its little drop ship, but it didn't really do too much to where it'd be a lot better if we could just take that drop ship, repurpose it, and ship it to Ohio or ship it to Indiana or ship it somewhere else to where now that beer can be sold um, and drank.
2: Well, here's where these places are losing out, too, and this is where they're shooting themselves in the foot. So I go on to Bivana. I'm going to order a four pack for one beer I found there. Total cost for the four pack twenty dollars. Total cost for the shipping an additional twenty five. Making this twenty dollar four pack forty eight dollars. I think they're, they're shooting themselves in the foot with that.
0: I, I think that's based on um the ability to get the beer out. I don't I don't think you can ship beer for that much cheaper um naturally. Like, they need to, like, you you need to buy more just to be able to... Uh, make it worth your while. Make it worth your while. Like, kind of like Tavor with the flat shipping. Like, the yeah. Tavor, Tavor allows the people who want that single bottle that they've never had before the opportunity to get it. You can get it, you pay a little premium, but now you have that one bottle. Because you just wanted that one bottle.
1: And, what I like about Tavor is that I can order over a long period of time. So that I get a larger box, but it's still that same price.
2: is this a Tavor commercial I wasn't aware about
1: it. <laughs> I think Ken I can't hear you again.
2: You can use Tavor with the the
0: code better on draft, and you can uh save some money on your first box and yeah, um. No, I'm pulling a nick here and I'm forgetting to unmute myself. Um <laughs> I know, I know. I've only been doing this for <laughs> three years. Hey, Kate, congratulations to me. Three years of my, uh, uh, the day that I got let go from my previous employer. Uh, so it's my, are an- we
2: still talking
0: about my that? anniversary? I mean. <laughs> oh, it's, it's so much fun now to talk about it. It's not depressing anymore. It's funny. Um, That's what makes it better, Dan, is what it's it's reached past the depressing part. And now it's the funny part. Um, Have you did you try adding like more product to see what the shipping change would be or. Oh, it
2: stays the same. So it's a flat rate. So you have to order a bunch to make it worthwhile.
0: Yeah, so I, I think this would be great like the the beers that are going to sell out right away like SR71 over at Topling Goliath like that they won't need this but for the beers that are limited release quote unquote that are sitting on shelves like maybe New Holland could use it for Dragon's Milk like their triple mash that people will want um like this would be a benefit that I think we need to expand but the problem is is that
1: stop giving away our triple mash
0: uh, well, we just don't have the, the laws in place for this to be able to be done. So it'll never get done. We're pipe dreaming here. Um,
2: but I think I mean, New Holland has a nationwide distribution. What are we actually talking about?
0: Yeah, but they probably don't distro all of the He just beers. used it as a.
1: He uses as, as an example.
0: Yeah, it was just just an example. Damn, Jesus. <laughs> <laughs> no, I was like, what?
1: And I'm like, stop giving it away.
0: Well, that is going to do it for the new segment, April 7th, 2023. Uh, for my co host and myself, this is the Better On Draft. We are live 7.15 p.m. Eastern, facebook.com forward slash better on draft, twitch.tv forward slash better on draft. Come join us, chat with us uh, in the Twitch chat. No matter what you think of your beer, we think it's...
1: Butter on Draft. Have a good night. Cheers.